Okay. Sorry, I'm yawning. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Real Detectives. My name is Adam, and I'm joined, once again, by the fabulous Gillian Roberts. You plotter, co-conspirator. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am here as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't recorded it How so How are long. you? It's been a while. Uh, I'm good. I'm fine. I, um excited to talk about this movie Let's see if i remember like anything about it um <laughs> so basically we are we we had planned to record this episode like i don't know like two or three weeks ago i feel like and so i thought we were recording on like say it was the saturday and it was friday and i was like fuck i forgot to watch the video or to watch the movie so i woke up at like 7 a.m and watched the movie like straight away when i woke up and uh but then we couldn't record uh, for other reasons, and I was like, "Well, shit, all right. Well, at least it's watched now." Uh, but like, that was a while ago, so I'm like, "I all I've got is this foggy, sleepy memory of uh, of this film." Which, uh, so this was my first time watching it, and I know you've seen it a few more times. Have you? Yeah, I I have seen it. I think three times, but I'm just so like. I've been on edge for the past few weeks because we haven't recorded this episode and I know you've watched it and I remember, I don't know anything about your thoughts because I personally think this film is just like, I think it's great, I think it's campy, I think it's hilarious and fun. What did you think? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, oh my god, my memory is so shit. Like, I'm sure you know, (laughs) like obviously you know and people who listen to the podcast know, like... I, movies I watched that the night before like I'll be like what happened so uh, but I think I liked it yeah I liked it it was uh it's very campy it. um I it was uh you know uh, like I was watching it I woke up and I watched it straight away and <laughs> I love when I you messaged me it. I was still in bed and you were like I just watched it and I was like it's fucking eight did she watch it like 6 a.m like what's going on i just was like i literally woke up my alarm went off i like pulled my ipad to me and put it on and was like lying in bed while i watched it uh because i think i had work at like 10 so i was like right i will get this in before i go to work that is committed Um, i would never have done that oh my god yeah, because I'd meant to watch it on the Wednesday because that was like the only time I could watch it, and then I like forgot to, and I was like, Fuck, "Yeah, but I have to do it now, otherwise I just won't do it." Um, I get you. But uh, yeah, no, I liked it. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was an interesting viewing experience. I recommend anyone who wants to try watching a movie first thing you wake up. I think it could be like <laughs> this new like entrepreneur thing. Like I wake up at five a.m. I watch Death Becomes Her, then I have <laughs> Any a coffee. Movie. Uh, yeah, I, I just watch Death Becomes Her to wake yourself up. Be like, okay, yes, I'm fabulous. I'm here. I'm you yeah. Know, I'm I eternal. Look great. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to kill someone for Bruce Willis, and. Oh. Uh, and then just go about your day and be laughing. Literally. Um, but yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, I feel like it would be a fun one to watch like together in the same room. You could just, For like, sure. Oh, absolutely. I've actually, I've only watched it with someone once. And that was in the last viewing. And that was with mum. I watched it with her. Oh, really? Um, Did and mum's like fabulous. It? Oh, well, she's seen it before. And she was just like, mm. you know, the entire time we were laughing hysterically. But I don't remember the first time I've seen it. I think... I think I watched it because of its pop culture kind of status and like, you know, re- like just kind of references to it um, on things like, you know, RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race and just kind of as a camp classic, it always appears on um, 
camp movie Instagram kind of posts I follow. And it'll pop up being like, this movie is fabulous. Here's a great clip. And they'll show like some great clips of the film. But um, I remember I watched a video of... It's Jinx Monsoon who won season five of Drag Race. She had an interview with the BFI about films that like impacted her. And Death Becomes Her was like one of her childhood favorite movies. And she used to like rent it like she used to like she, I think she had the DVD and like literally like watched it to death like the the the, the cassette yeah, like wore off and she used to like watch it like on repeat was so obsessed with it and just would like say she quoted it all the time and stuff she quoted it with RuPaul mm. on set and um there was a bunch of other films that she referenced that I loved and knew already because I think I what I love about Death Becomes Her is that even though I'm more of a fan of because, like, the thing about camp films, there's, like, you know, unintentional camp and then there's intentional camp. Unintentional camp would be, like, mm. you know, your showgirls or Mommy Dearest, these films that were yeah. going to be, like, they were, like, no, this is a serious movie. <laughs> and mm. it's, yeah. you know, take this seriously. Then you watch and you're, like, what the fuck is happening? This is way too much. But then there's films yeah. that, are un- like, that are intentionally camp that I love as well. Like Adam's Family Values, I think, and Death Becomes Here go kind of quite hand in hand in terms of their humor and oh, their, yeah. their tone. that kind of dark yeah. gothic kind of comedy tone with hyper feminine characters. Um, I love that. So it's kind of like more of a intentional campy movie, and I love that. Uh, I think I was trying to like suss out the difference. I think I find unintentionally campy movies more entertaining, but intentionally mm. campy movies more funny so a bit of yeah. a difference there like I was laughing so much when I watched Death Becomes Her every single time like each time I watched it but this time particularly I forgot how quotable it is like predominantly mm. all my things are quotes you might even remember half these quotes but I find them just funny <laughs> I don't yeah. know why like just yeah. random quotes and I'm like oh that's great that that delivery was amazing that performance was great obsessed with it Yes, Meryl, the yeah. range. I was just, yeah. I love it. I just think it's a fun, gay adventure. And it's just like, you know, two amazing women who yeah. never die and are eternal. They're basically drag queens. That humor is just there. Yeah, it's so funny. I love that it's it's a Robert Zemeckis movie as well, which is, um, I love Robert <laughs> Zemeckis, but this film is just so, like, it's so campy and, like, not... Well, I mean, yeah. I guess he has some campy elements to his other it's, movies, but... I guess kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of vibes I get I from guess, it, maybe? but, yeah, but, kind like, of? more, like... <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That's like a comedy. This is like, like as you mm. say, it's got that hyper feminine like Meryl Streep just being yeah. an absolute bitch the entire time, and it's great. Um, um, she came through. Yeah. Gotta say, what a performance! Oh my god, it's, I'd say this was so fun to to like act in. Yeah, I would love to do it. Um, both of them are are oh just god, hysterical. Yeah. Um, but do you do you remember like your first time watching it? Like your reaction uh i think i think i was in i think i was in first year of film school when i watched it and i think i just like like i said i watched it because of word of mouth and just seeing it referenced Mm -hmm. and i think i watched it on netflix um just because i was like oh i have to watch this this looks great and i remember just thinking it was fabulous and that was pretty much it i didn't like think much of it i was just like you know Mm -hmm. this is what it is um which is kind of the film there's nothing like you know anything deep or you know um 
there's not many like crazy even like fun fact trivia in it it's just mm. a fun film that's really funny and yeah. um enjoyable and like well i do find it i like the, the main int- like i like how they like meryl streep agreed to do this because basically like, I'm not sure if you know, but, like, her career and how it, like, progressed. But, mm-hmm. like, in the 70s and 80s, she was pretty much known for doing just solely drama movies. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a whole running gag with her being, like, oh, like, what accent will she do next? Because, like, each film yeah. was, like, a different accent. Because she was so good at it. And she actually got kind of a bit of, like... um bad press in the end of the 80s everyone's kind of being like oh she takes herself too seriously she's like you know Mm -hmm. just playing all these dramatic roles she knows she's good she's just doing like she's like that kind of vibe okay and then she just came in the early 90s i think she changed her agent and she did a bunch of kind of different movies during the 90s Mm. um including death becomes her and it's just the range it's just there like when i think of range i think of meryl streep like all her roles are so different you know Mm. you know donna mamma mia madeline ashton sophie from sophie's choice uh you're one from a cry in the dark yeah um the dingar like that kind of (laughs) you know the range it's there it's all there um and i'm not gonna say goldie horn isn't great too because she is fabulous and i also love how they cast bruce willis because that was like the height of his action movie yeah he was like an action movie star and he's in this like a a bitch in this He's just like <laughs> yeah, a fucking simp that. for for Meryl Streep and Goldie. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. What is it? Goldie. 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 Goldie okay. Hawn. Uh, Goldie Hawn. Uh, yeah, and he just like flip flops between the two of them so easily. He's like, I love you. No, actually, he's I such love a mess. Uh, yeah, he's just like, he's so like insecure, and uh, he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty funny to see. Um, Bruce Willis in a role you wouldn't usually see him in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, the film was made for a budget of $55 million, which is quite, a, I think, a high budget for the early 90s. And it had a pretty solid, I think, critical response. It won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects, which kind of holds up. Yeah. I mean, I guess... It's... For the time, I think also, I think I read it was like the first film that, the first film that used photorealistic human skin software. So I think it was like groundbreaking in that sense. And there are a lot of cool effects at the end Mm. when there's a shovel fight, the iconic shovel fight. (laughs) It's like all these moments. Um, But it beat films like Alien 3 and like Batman Returns and like it just... Yeah. Like, I know Robert Zemeckis is, like, known for just having, like, crazy visual effects in all of his movies. Um, like, Forrest Gump as well. Like, kind of, yeah. like, <laughs> didn't that win Oscar for I think so, because <laughs> him, like, with JFK, like. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we should just get into it. So, I think, am I going to be yeah, leading this, go. leading the leading this i think so <laughs> i'm like thinking about it i'm i it's coming back to me a little bit but i think okay. when we talk about the beats i'll it'll come back to me so the film opens with some opening credit music and i was watching the um movie bitches my favorite youtube channel they do movie reviews campy films kind of like us and um they have re- they've done this film before years ago and they mentioned like the score and i love the score and they said it was like a kind mm. of campy psycho like campy bernard herman and i was oh, like yeah. oh i totally see this but anyway we open up in broadway 1978 this like 
great matte painting. And we go, like, camera goes down to this dramatic theatre. We hear some dramatic music. And we, Mm -hmm. like, people are leaving the theatre and they're, like, basically, like, oh, this is so tasteless. A musical of Sweet Bird of Youth. (laughs) What is this? And they're all leaving. And What is that? Sweet Bird of Youth is like a Tennessee Williams play about living, like a young woman who is terrified of aging, and they made it into a campy, fun musical. I think it's very serious. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember this now. And everyone's leaving, while Meryl Streep is just giving it a hundred. Like, she's so good. And everybody's like, "Uh, it's shit. It's not. It's it's literally not. At all. She's so good. It's fabulous. Like, all the gay dancers come out. Yeah. I suppose it's like, see if I knew what the play was maybe it'd be more like I see they're kind of going for like a springtime for Hitler kind of vibe where it's like yes. oh, how could you make this into a musical yeah, but, yeah. Um, since I didn't know what it was I was just like she's amazing like why is everybody so mad yeah, I said that too Great. I was like why are they leaving just why she's amazing literally she's sensational even, oh, if, yeah, even still Willis I'd be like inside. she's so good like yeah it. yeah Bruce Willis is he gets it <laughs> he gets it so we like basically yeah. We pan over to um, Goldie Hawn in this, like, weird wig. Oh, yeah. And next to her is Bruce Willis. And they're sitting there. Bruce Willis is completely, like... Shook, yeah. Enraptured. He's, like, loving this show. Mm. But Goldie Hawn looks a bit, you know... She looks a bit apprehensive. She's kind of a bit shy. And, like, literally this musical's happening. Mm. It, like you said, it's fabulous. There's, like, a disco moment where they're like... Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great. And, um... Basically, um, the, the number ends, unfortunately the number ends, and we cut to Madeline Ashton, who's Meryl Streep, in her dressing room, wrinkled, wrinkled, little star, yeah. and basically um, Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis come to the stage door, like come to, over to meet her, and another moment I love, oh wait, it's like yeah. the part where she's like doing her lipstick, and she's like, how does she look? Who? Hell in you, idiot. <laughs> How, um, Bruce Willis and Goldie Hawn come in and mm-hmm. basically immediately Bruce Willis is just hot for it's like basically oh it's clear obsessed with Meryl Streep but he's with Goldie Hawn like he's engaged to her mm, they're <laughs> like engaged clearly, yeah he's like going all over Meryl Streep Meryl Streep is also kind of like going over being all flirty and it's yeah. like, oh, you're you're Dr. Ernest Menville. You're the plastic surgeon. Oh my goodness, mm. would you like, you know, do any work on me? And she's going all up close to him. And she like finds out they're engaged. And Meryl's like, I'm so happy for you both. Uh, have you two set yeah. a date yet? And um, basically there's flirting. And Goldie Hawn's getting a bit like, you know, nervous as you would like bit rats she has a conversation with bruce willis in like the next scene and she's like Mm. oh please promise me you won't do anything with madeline with meryl streep like this is what i want you to meet to see if you'd pass the madeline ashton test i don't want they all leave me for madeline and i'm like maybe you shouldn't introduce them to madeline yeah (laughs) just stop talking to madeline (laughs) yeah like she's out to steal your man i know it's like yeah, I get it, but, like, maybe, yeah, just don't introduce them, like, if you know that your friend is, like, this manipulative, conniving person. Yeah, I don't get it. It's so funny. Mm. Um, so Bruce Willis is there, it's promising, being like, I promise, like, I love you, I have no interest in Madeline Ashton. Cut to... 
Bruce Willis and Madeline getting married. Literally. And poor. <laughs> when I first watched this, I was like, my jaw's on the floor. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is For real. insane. Yeah. Like, we're at a 10 and it mm. get, keeps going higher. Yeah. And, and, oh yeah, and you see her like twisting the, yeah. this like, uh, what is it, like a handkerchief or something? And it's, she's like twisting it so much her hand starts bleeding. Uh, <laughs> and you see her doing that a lot in the movie. Like she has this kind of nervous tick where she twists the uh, handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. And then we get, like, a time skip, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bratz, the movie, uh, the influence. Um, so how many years is it? It's, like, five years. It's, like, later? seven years seven later. Seven years, yeah. Uh, and we see, um, yeah, this this part, I think, I, I was kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, I know it's a different time, but it's like, oh, no, she's gained so much weight. <laughs> you know, her life fell apart <laughs> yeah. because now she's overweight. And they make a lot of fat jokes about um, about Goldie Hawn's character. Uh, also, she has, like, 100 cats. Honestly, I think she's just living her best life. Like, uh, I see it for me. <laughs> um, and, she, and she's, like, watching. Oh, yeah, she's watching the scene of... Um, of an old Meryl Streep movie uh, or um, Madeline Ashton movie uh, and it's a scene where she gets like strangled and she just keeps watching it over and over and is like uh, and the people are banging on her door trying to fork like evict her from her like, house pay the rent pay the rent and what and what's she fucking eating it looks so gross oh yeah is it like ice cream or something or I thought it was like I thought it was like marshmallow you know about like marshmallow yeah. spread Americans oh, have I was like gross. what the fuck is she that eating it disgusting. looks vile eating it with her fingers and it's like oh my god yeah she, her, her life fell apart you're right they're like um, oh she's just a, a disgusting fat person now like that's very like the uh <laughs> the vibe <laughs> it's it's yeah, not literally. very uh it's not very nice then um, she just goes to an insane asylum <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> they, they section her <laughs> <laughs> And she's like sitting. Um. So they, they, yeah. She's like in like a meeting, and they're like sitting, and they, yeah. Again with the fat jokes, like big shot of her ass in the chair, just to really <laughs> hammer home. She gained weight, guys. Oh no. Um. And uh, she's like talking about, or she's like, I want to talk about oh, yeah. uh, uh, Madeline. Madeline Ashton. As- Ashton uh, and no! how she like ruined my life. And everyone in the in the circle. <laughs> their shit like they are she has traumatized everyone in this circle it's like they put her in a special hospital for people traumatized by madeline ashton (laughs) they're like triggered by this and it's just like he stole my man and they're all like freaking out like but i guess the point is like she said it a lot to annoy them and they're just triggered by it i know what i I thought it was was that um was that they all have been traumatized by madeline ashton so they freak out when she says it that's what I thought it was saying. Like, that they were like, oh, she also stole my man. Yeah. That could definitely be a thing. I definitely yeah. see that Which now. is kind of that funny. That elevates like, it. I, no, I definitely, like, I agree. She's like, like, she's got fucking time in her hands if she's stealing all of these people's men. It's like her <laughs> hobby. She goes out and steals everyone's man. <laughs> oh my God. I Which love this film. Great. Um, uh, yeah. The layers, like I love this. There's there's layers to death becomes her camp layers. So many literally. layers. Um, um, yeah, and then she like has a talk with the like head warden. She's like, you need to stop talking about Madeline Ashton. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I think I made a note where it's like, this therapist is terrible. Like, what does she say to her? <laughs> she says some really awful stuff. Yeah, she's saying stuff like, oh, you know, you need to just get over this, okay? And like, <laughs> you know... Oh, you, yeah, you're right. You, and doesn't she makes a comment about her weight gain as well and how she's like gone, she's really let herself go, you know? Oh, my God, her therapist <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I was like, no oh wonder she loses the plot the way she does. Like, her therapist is <laughs> terrible. God almighty. Uh, and yeah, they're like, you need to just let it go, okay? Like, get over it. It wasn't that big a deal. Like... Well, she to, to, to be fair, you may say she was a bad therapist, but I mean, Goldie Hawn, I mean, seven years passes again, and she's yeah. looking okay after she, seven years. But yeah. like, oh no, she says like, you need to have, her therapist says something and she takes it the wrong way. So she's like, oh, you need to just like, do things for you or something. And she takes that to mean she needs to get revenge on, on <laughs> Madeline Ashton. So she's like, yes. okay, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna fucking get really, you know, lose loads of weight and, uh, you and know. And look hot. Yeah, and steal my find man a, back. Find a witch who can give me a vial of eternal youth potion. Yeah, basically. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Um, so we cut to seven years later again. We cut to Madeline in her, in her fucking Beverly Hills mansion. She's mm-hmm. now living with Ernest. They're married. And she's like, this first shot of Madeline just in bed. Joan Crawford-esque with all these, like, bandages. Like, she's terrified of aging. (laughs) These bandages. And her housekeeper comes in with her breakfast. Like, you know, good morning, Madeline. Um, Wake up. And uh, Madeline's just like, I think I need you to say it. Say what, madam? You know what? And he's like, but it's a Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) Say it. I need you to hear it every day. And then she's like... Oh, Madeline, you look younger every day. You look beautiful. And Madeline's like, thank you. Thank you. Um, That's so funny. Like, she's happy to get, like, a forced compliment. She still takes it like a literal compliment. (laughs) I want this lifestyle. I love it. It's great. Oh, she lives in a fucking mansion. She's absolutely It's incredible mansion. Where is the money? Oh, well. Ernest is a plastic surgeon, so I mean for like mm. the stars, but but he's now very unhappy now that he's living with Madeline. He's like depressed. Yeah. He now works they in a morgue, which is mm-hmm. how did he get from plastic surgeon to morgue? That's just yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Like different career paths. Yeah, now a he's like embalming bodies and like doing their makeup and stuff. It's quite exactly. different. I mean, I I don't know very the different paths to either of those careers to be honest with you, but I feel like they'd be a little different. Yeah, and but, he's a complete yeah. alcoholic. Like oh, he's up, they sleep they sleep separately. He's upstairs, yeah. and like she's like, "Oh, where's Ernest?" And the housekeeper goes upstairs to find him, and yeah. he's like lying on the floor, <laughs> dead. Like not dead, but he's like you know completely passed out. And the lady, yeah. like the housekeeper, comes over with a bloody mary and is like, "Wake up, sir! Wake up, sir!" And Madeline gets an invitation to a book party. Helen Sharp, Goldie Hawn's character, has mm-hmm. written a book about it's oh. about weight loss, isn't it? Uh, or is it about, is like, it? getting your life together or something? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, some sort of, like, inspirational book, I think. Yeah, like, about yeah, not overcoming that, struggles. Yeah, I'm not saying that, you know, losing weight means, you know, getting your life together. What I mean is, like, you know, that's, no, like, but, you know, yeah, I think what they're like telling us. Yeah, it's, like, some sort of self-help <laughs> book. Yeah, in the movie, yeah. that's what they, they're saying, yeah. Exactly. And Madeline is, once again, scared of aging. She wants plastic surgery. So she goes to a plastic surgeon. This really strange guy... 
um, Ian Ogilvy, the actor. Do you remember that the guy, the, the surgeon who um, gives her the card? Oh yeah, no, yeah. Lisa. She goes to like her plastic surgeon, and he's like, oh. You know, he turns up all the CCTV and he's like slips her this business card and he's like, You need to go to a real you know, this this woman has got what you need, but it's like under the table and very like dodge. And she's like, uh, yeah. okay, whatever. But she holds on to the Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so super odd. There's like he's like there's like a part where he walks really close to the camera and he's like twitching his eye or doing oh, cross yeah. eye or something. He's really strange and weird and um He's like, have you ever heard of Liesel van Ruman? And she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. And basically he's like, well, it's a very select mm-hmm. group, you know. She'll give you what you want. Here's yeah. her card. And it's like an address. And that's pretty much it. No number, no fax. It's mm. the 90s. Nothing like that. It's just an address. And she's like, weirdo. And just like rips it up. And then we cut to... um. Madeline and Ernest going to the mm. book party. This this is really small scene yeah. in the car, but just great. Like <laughs> Ernest is just like breathing super loudly. <laughs> Meryl's just like, could you just not breathe? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like just great. Because these quotes are just I can just say I can put these into everyday conversation and it would work. Yeah. Um at the book party, Madeline's kind of jealous that Helen's getting so much attention and is kind of expecting Helen to be, you know, overweight and, you know, a mm. disaster. And basically there's like this kind of reveal shot. There's this like large lady holding a book and yeah. Meryl's like, oh, there she is. But then the large lady moves aside and we are, we see Goldie Hawn in this like, she's snatched wearing this gorgeous yeah. like red skin tight dress down to her fucking ankles gorgeous red hair like yeah she's, her makeup's done and meryl just she says, looks beautiful yeah we're leaving yeah yeah it's a great quote to say if someone we're was leaving. dressed better than you in a party yeah we're leaving <laughs> <laughs> and that bruce willis is a little bit like oh wait no he's sitting at the um bar is he and he's like knocking back the drinks and like someone's like oh my god you're the plastic surgeon or whatever and he kind of starts talking about like how he's works the morgue now and he uses spray paint to like paint the bodies because that's that's his secret uh and uh he just basically makes this woman really uncomfortable um but <laughs> it's he's so just, gross yeah he's going really in on how he makes these dead bodies look like um looking good i wonder if that'll come back hmm, hmm. hmm i don't know probably not <laughs> so anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so Mad and Hell then reunite. Um, Mad Hell! Do you know, like, basically, like, their names, like, Madeline, Ernest, and Helen. It's meant to be, like, Mad as Hell. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I kind of the the idea there. And mm. um, basically, they, they reunite, and Helen's like, Oh, don't worry, I don't feel bad about what happened. That was a long time ago. Mm. And I don't blame you. It gives her a really, like, angry kiss, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And... And Meryl's like talking to a bunch of girls and these girls are like, uh, how old do you think Helen is? And Meryl's like 50, like (laughs) so bitter. And um, then um, Goldie Hawn goes to Bruce Willis and is like, oh, I don't blame you. You know, Madeline does this and, you know. Mm, Yeah, she's like playing both sides. She's like, Madeline's a psycho. And uh, to her, she's like, it was Bruce's fault, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, you see. M- Meryl is unsatisfied, so she decides to go to her pool boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She's, She's having an affair home. with this pool boy, I guess. Yeah. Who's, um, has someone else there. Mm-hmm. What's that thing that Meryl says again? That's really good. Well, for heaven's sake, at least lie quickly. And he's, yeah. like, not, like, giving her um, an excuse for sleeping with Meryl. And um, he's, like, find someone your own age. And that, like, completely triggers oh. her. Yeah. Because he's, like, in his 20s or something, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So she's, like, freaking out. She's driving manically in her car. Yeah. To God knows where. Me driving, literally. Crying. Like, her just, like, fucking freaking crying. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> Isn't there a comment about, like, how it never rains in LA or something? And it's, like, pouring with rain. Yeah. Um, and she, like, literally looks in her... She's, like, just, like, driving very, like, crazily and then, like, looks in the mirror, looks at her reflection and just screams and stops yeah. the car. <laughs> so good. Um, and then she's, like, just sitting in her car, kind of pining away. And then she looks in her bag and finds the card of mm. that lady who her plastic surgeon recommended. And she's like, huh... Okay, maybe Fuck I'll it. do this. Yeah. Fuck let's, it. Let's do it. What do I got to lose? Oh yeah, so she drives over to the house and she kind of knocks on the door and she's is she greeted by these like shirtless men in these like sumo wrestler like yeah. butler? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, come this way. And she's like, "All right." So she just like sort of <laughs> struts on into this massive house. It's like with these huge high ceilings and it's just like a really dramatic looking house and we see your one who is wearing this like fucking chain bejeweled. Mail, bejeweled kind of top that is like you can really see everything basically and she's like just sort of lounging on this like long chair <laughs> uh looking like cleopatra kind of um she's got like dark hair and uh she basically is like look i've got the secret to eternal yeah. youth how old do you she think says I to am? her <laughs> 38? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I am 70 something. Uh, but she looks I'm 75. So you're like, Yes. Oh my God. And she reveals this like vial. Yeah. And she's like, This is, you know, the answer to all your questions. Screw the natural law. Yeah. And um, it's like, basically, Meryl's like, oh, How much is it? And she's like, Oh, I think it's a bit over your price range. And she's like, mm. How much for me? And I think it's like, you know, she's like, doesn't she write down a figure and mm. shows it to Meryl? And Meryl's like, never mind. No, not, yeah. not happening. So she's about to go. So um, Lisa like grabs her Meryl's hand and like jabs her finger with a knife. Yeah. What are you nuts? And like just a tiny bit of blood comes down and Lisa puts a bit of like the poison, like the, the potion from the vial on her finger and like it basically transform her aged, veiny freckled yeah. hand into like you know the hand of a 20 year old a, a young person hand yeah and then meryl just says is check okay yeah she's like okay sold. <laughs> done yeah let's do it um oh we also cut back to um helen who's in her house and she's kind of like amping herself up doing some fake performance in front oh, of her yeah being like madeline i have to speak to madeline and then she's like basically like prepping herself up to go to um, Madeline's house. Maybe like zoom out on this wall of just like thousands of oh, pictures yeah. of Meryl Streep. She's got full <laughs> like, like uh, never forget serial killer. Written. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And she goes to Madeline's house, but Madeline isn't there. Mm. And Bruce Willis is like, come in, come in. And Goldie Hawn's kind of a bit like, you know, flirty. She's like, you know, you're such a sexual being, Ernest. I never used to say yeah. anything sexual. I was so demure. Now I can say anything. Sex. Yeah. Sexual. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and Bruce Willis is like, oh my God. <laughs> To be fair, she is really hot. <laughs> Gotta give it to her. She looks... They both look yeah. great. Yeah. I mean... And he's just like... And they weren't even that old at this stage no. in their life. They're like in their 40s. And yeah. they're like, you know... I love how Hollywood's trying to tell us they're old. They're so like, They're old. not that Literally. <laughs> they're so young. Um, they're so young. Um, so then go back to um, Madeline, who is... She's about to take this potion. She takes it bottoms up. And mm. she drinks it down in one gulp, shots it, and Lisa is like, "Now, a warning. Mm. Now a warning." And basically, it's like, "What was the war- what was the warning?" I just oh, remember the like, shot. The take care the of your quote. body, basically, or it's like make sure yes. you don't like damage your body. Like take care of your body. Yeah, look yeah. after it at all costs. And, yeah. Um, Basically, Meryl's like, cool, about to leave. Nothing is happening yet. And she's kind of like, oh, whatever. So she goes over to a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and we get the transformation, which is just iconic. It's just like this scene itself, like compared to like any other Meryl Streep scene of that period, you just get yeah. <laughs> this scene of her, just like her tits from going from side yeah, to, to like, like perky. Fur, like, like. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar winning visual effects. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think they have like a like a device that like was meant to press the boobs up, but it didn't look real. So Meryl Streep's yeah. dresser was like behind her, like shoving oh, her tits really? up. That's funny. I think that was it. Lol. Um and yeah, like there's like a fucking low ass shot of her ass, just like just looking like, at her ass like whoop. getting like whoop, like getting like tighter. Yeah. It's like her like inflated. skin becomes her skin looks flawless. Her mm-hmm. hair becomes like you know, just she looks like great. Thick and and she's healthy, wearing yeah. like, yeah, she's kind of wearing. Isn't she wearing like just like a leotard with a purple shawl or like a purple seek, like yeah. a negligee kind of a moment? So mm. it looks. She looks great in this mm-hmm. outfit. And we cut back to um, Goldie Hawn, who is still once again kind of um, flirting with uh, Bruce Willis, and she's yeah. like. She's, you know, she's tearing you apart. She's breaking your soul. And now she's breaking your heart. And yeah. um, she's like, okay, we got to kill her. Yeah. She's <laughs> like. got to kill Madeline. There's only one way out of this. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, you're right. I'm going to divorce <laughs> Madeline. And she's like, no. Divorce you, you in feel... California? Are you for real? Like, no way. Uh, you've got to murder She'll be expecting her. that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like okay yeah i guess you're right I, we should murder yeah. her um and you and get then, this really extravagant yeah. cool fantasy sequence that's so well shot i think it's so mm. cool and um it's just basically like helen's plan she's like you yeah know, first i'll just call her saying i want to talk yeah and she'll have to invite me for dinner fine why don't you just come for dinner yeah and um what does she say? She's like, you know, we'll drug her with Narconol. Yeah. Which is like, it's a really strong drug that'll, you know, Knock her completely out or fuck her up at dinner. Oh yeah, so and he's like, like you know, puts it on the rim of all the wine glasses. So like, yeah. whenever she takes a sip, she like passes out. Yeah. 
This is the plan. Mm-hmm. And we see it kind of like playing out in the fantasy. Yeah. And it's really cool. This is the part where sure, like Meryl Streep's face, like they're having dinner together and mm-hmm. her like head goes into the soup because she's yeah. passed out. And we like do a really dramatic kind of dolly up to the very front of the table where Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis are, are like cheersing, you know, yeah. to their, their love. But like the candelabras are like basically on the table going like whipping past the camera. It's really, yeah. really cool. It looks great. And... Meryl and they Meryl they put Meryl in like this car and they're like we'll bring her up to um the Hollywood sign and we'll drive her off a cliff and make her look like she's had a bit too much to drink and they throw up like a million bottles yeah. of like and booze in her car, car yeah. all over her and they're like we'll call the police and tell them it's just a drunk we can see a drunk woman swerving dangerously close to the edge and then Bruce is like there's a drunk woman driving very dangerously close towards the edge yeah and um they the fucking car like goes they they they, just they basically roll the car off yeah. the cliff it explodes and they're like they'll think it's just another drunk driver so we won't get in trouble and then we are free and you know that's that yeah and it's a very elaborate plan that can go easily wrong i don't know what she she was thinking i feel like there were easier ways to do this yeah yeah just full-on murder like this is this is crazy yeah (laughs) she's ready so goldie horn is like cool that's um when she's back give me a call and we'll plan the next step so she leaves and um eventually Meryl comes back to her house looking fabulous Bruce Willis doesn't even notice (laughs) he's just like have you changed your hair and she's just like come on Mm. and they have a fight essentially um yeah it's a really um dramatic fight about I forgot what it's about they're just fighting I think I think he's kind of like because he's kind of having second thoughts about the whole murder plot and he's like fuck I don't know if I yeah. can actually do it like I think he kind of like decides to not do it um, mm. and then they start having this fight where he's she, yeah she's being like you're you're just fucking pathetic uh, you know you're flaccid. yeah flaccid yeah she keeps shouting flaccid at him uh, and he's like <laughs> he just gets so mad that he kind of gives her a push and no, but he strangles her. Oh, yeah. He's like, ah, he just fucking hates her so much. And she's like, she kind of gets a little knocked back on the <laughs> stairs. And she's doing this like, whoa, 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 whoa thing for like two minutes. Like way longer than it realistically would happen. And she's like, help me, you idiot. And he just goes, he's just like, push. And he just pushes push. her down the stairs. <laughs> the best falling downstairs sequence ever yeah just fucking <laughs> it's five minutes crunch. till she reaches the very very yes. end of the staircase very dramatic <laughs> and she's all twisted up like she's dead like he's like oh i killed her i guess that's done yeah um and he's like oh my god he immediately starts freaking out and runs and calls goldie hawn who was like you fucking moron just wearing the just do it t-shirt which just was great yeah <laughs> the nike t-shirt and he's like uh, we had a plan, you know. Won't the police find it suspicious that you called me a suit before you yeah. called them? Yeah. And she, he's like, oh shit. And they're like basically having a bickering fight. She's like, why did you do this without me? We had yeah. a plan. And like in the background, out of focus, we could literally see Meryl Streep's mangled body, like 
moving and yeah. coming alive again yeah. and like standing up and it looks gross like her like fucking She's neck fucked. is like all turned yeah her like all her bones are just like She's totally basically... mangled. Yeah, mangled. And um, <laughs> she comes up behind him and she's like, Ernest. And he's like, one minute, darling. Ernest. And then he turns around and she's all mangled. And he's like, you pushed me down the stairs. Yeah. And then she doesn't like realize that she's fucked up. Yeah. So she's like, like walking around. He's like, look down, look down. He's like, my ass, my ass, Ernest. And she's like, fix it, you have to fix this. Yeah, because she's completely um, twisted around. Like, her head is facing, like, backwards, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, And her arms Ernest are, like, know totally that. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ernest doesn't know that. She's taking the potion, so yeah. he's like, um, let's go to the hospital. So, um, we cut to this hospital scene, and she... <laughs> um... She's like, she's like, oh, I fell down the stairs. My wrist is a little bit, you know, it's a bit off. Can you have a look at a doctor? And he's like, kind of bending it slowly backwards. And he's like, does this hurt? No. More back. Does this hurt? Yeah. No. Like, basically now it's folded <laughs> to her wrist. Yeah. Like, her hand is now, like, literally on her wrist. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, I told you, it doesn't hurt at all. It's fine. I'm okay. It's okay. I'm fine. Yeah. And he's like, uh... <laughs> what the fuck you should be dead like you know oh, yeah because he like takes her pulse and he can't hear a heartbeat and he's like you're she's dead like what yeah and she's like well it could be worse yeah and then he then the doctor goes into cardiac arrest yeah he has a heart attack because <laughs> he's like what he's so stressed i mean you would be stressed it would be so weird like what yeah he's so confused <laughs> I think she does, and, like, twists um, her head back herself, does she? She just goes, like... She yeah, she does. She back into place. She's like, ugh, Literally. whatever. Let's go. Uh, that was weird, but I don't know. I don't know what's going it's on. So, like, Bruce goes to, like, find a doctor. And he's freaking out. And then he out. comes back... He's freaking out. Then he comes back to the... To Madeline's room. Yeah. Her, uh, And basically, she's gone. There's a nurse there, and the nurse is like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're... Your wife has passed away. Mm. I'm afraid, you know, she's in a better place now. And he's freaking out. He's like, where is she? Where is she? And he's like, she's like, don't worry. And it's okay. He's, she's in a better place. And he's like, no, where is she? Where is she? And um, the nurse is like, well, she's in the morgue, of course. And he's like, the morgue? She'll be furious. Yeah. <laughs> then runs to the morgue. And there's like this weird shot of like the nuns just floating past him. Oh, yeah. Which always, like, jars me and that freaks me out. What's up with that? Um, I don't know why. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just there. It's just there. Just... And, um... Let him be. He, like, goes into the morgue. He can hear, like, banging. So he opens, like, one of the... What are they called, those things? Uh, I guess, like... Slabs? The slabs? Yeah, like, he, you know, the, like, drawers where the dead bodies are, I guess. Uh, and he pulls her out. Yeah. Uh, and she... Pulls like, her out. Argh! She's like, and she's all kind of scared. Yeah. And he's like, it's a miracle. I'm being challenged. And that's pretty much the hospital scene. It's very quick, but I think it's great. Yeah. And um, they go back to the, the mansion where Ernest is like, basically, she's all kind of like, she looks grim mm. from the morgue. And she has like a bit of like, you know, cuts and like, you know, she's, basically when her body gets broken or damaged, it like, the skin kind of rips. Yeah. Doesn't it? It sort of peels off. It peels off, yeah. She's looking rough, basically. 
uh, and she looks yeah. a bit gray. She's a little bit like she's gone pale, you know, because the woman said to take care of her body, and you're kind of like, yeah, realizing like, oh, clearly, take when she took the potion, it kind of like killed her, but like, yeah, she's she's like eternally living now, like she's almost like a vampire, but like the the things she does to her body don't just like go away. And she's kind of like realize mm-hmm. you're kind of realizing this as you're like, oh shit, like what's going on here? Um, exactly. Yeah. So um, they go back to the house. Yeah, they go back to the yeah. house, and he's as he's you know he works in the morgue, and he you know his secret is spray paint. He's like, cool, I'll paint you, I'll fix you. Yeah. So he's fixing up Meryl Streep, and Goldie Hawn arrives um with like you know all the hardware to, to yeah, kill madeline like exactly. shovels you know a, what was a bee hat like <laughs> yeah thing she was wearing she's very prepared. and i was like where is she and um bruce was like oh she's upstairs resting mm. and goldie horn can instantly see like why are you look why are you dressed like you're painting what have yeah. you done and she's he's like oh like um we've had a bit of a hiccup and basically like you know he, She's like seeing through him, being like, "You're helping her. I knew you'd go back to Madeline Ashton. I could never trust you with this." Being all dramatic, yeah. And um, uh, she's like, "We are gonna bury her. She's a home wrecker, a man eater, and she's a bad actress." And then upstairs, <laughs> Meryl Streep is like, her hand is like on a pillar, yeah. and she like claws it. <laughs> yeah. This is where the film gets like. Oh. Oh, camp we were mania. at a 10, like, now the... it's at like 100, yeah. Yeah, now it's gone up, up, up. Um, so uh, Goldie Hall and Bruce Willis are just like, you know, bickering. And then we hear, uh, then like, um, Madeline appears on the staircase hmm. and it's like, mad hell. And um, basically Meryl and Goldie have like a bit of a standoff. They're like hmm. being all cold, staring at each other. And Madeline walks off and Bruce is like, are you angry, dear? What's going on? So Bruce was like, fall, runs to her into the next room and is yeah. like, Madeline, where are you? Notices, like, does a double take. Um, because the gun, this gun case that he has, like, he's like, this, like, basic, like, wall of guns. The, like, cabinet is open mm. and one of the guns is gone and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, yeah. Then we cut to Meryl and Goldie back together again. And mm. Meryl's like, I just want you to know one thing, hell. You brought this on yourself. Cocks the gun, yeah. shoots her dead in the stomach. She flies, yeah. <laughs> flies into the pond. Yeah. Um, outside, this, of course, they have a fucking they, pond. Yeah, like, like a fountain. Yeah. Bruce Willis is freaking out, um, screaming, screaming, screaming. Um, she's dead. Um, she is. Oh, no. <gasps> These are the moments that make life worth living. Yeah. What have I done? Defending myself. That's what, you plotter, co-conspirator. Um... So basically, Goldie is fucking dead. She's dead. Yeah. And um, Meryl's like, okay, we well, we have to, you know, get rid of the body. And um, Bruce Willis is like freaking out and just kind of like, you know, this is not what his normal Thursday was gonna be. Mm. So he's cr- freaking out, freaking out. And um, Meryl's like, you know, you're so negative. Calm down. And he's like. Basically, he get, gets the shovels and puts out that line Meryl says that always gets me, which is like, look, she even paid for the hardware yeah. when they're like <laughs> grabbing all the fucking gear. Literally. And then all of a sudden, 
Goldie Hawn she rises yeah. from the pond. You see this great shot of kind of her getting up from behind and you just see there's a massive hole blasted through her stomach. And it's, it's kind of like huge. a shot through her hole. Yeah, it's a massive hole. Like it's it's almost as wide as her whole torso. And um, she's <laughs> she just sort of, you know, dusts herself off and gets out of the pond. And you're kind of like, oh shit, like... Madeline Look at me! I'm soaking ocean. wet. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even notice that she yeah. has the hole in her stomach because she just like you know doesn't understand. Yeah. Um. Oh, forgot to fucking me- mention. So when they get the potion, yeah. Um, they both anyone who takes the potion has this pin. Oh yes, she gives her them a, like, yeah. a pin, so everyone knows like oh they took the potion or whatever. So they took the potion. Yeah. So they're both like, how are you alive? No one can survive that shot. No one can survive what you you know went through. Yeah. And they both realize that mm-hmm. they have both taken the pins and they essentially can't die. Yeah, they're like <laughs> immortal now, and they're like ah fuck. Um, but that yeah. doesn't mean they don't still try and uh, kill each other. <laughs> yes. So this is like the beginning of the infamous fight. So. Um, Meryl Streep's kind of teasing Goldie Hawn. I remember On that guard, one. bitch. <laughs> um, I can see right through you. If I were you, I wouldn't wear a bathing suit or at least a two-piece. And then, like, Goldie Hawn grabs a shovel and whacks Meryl Streep across the face. Yeah. And her neck just literally goes... Fucking bends. <laughs> bends. <laughs> her head is now on her back yeah. like literally bent down it's like damn I just fixed this and then like fixes her head and then we have the amazing shovel fight it's just yeah. Goldie Hawn and fucking Meryl Streep fighting mm-hmm. aggressively like properly oh, fighting they're, they're throwing down, they're throwing with fists. some garden shovels yeah and apparently Goldie Hawn no Meryl Streep like scarred Goldie Hawn accidentally oh really oh on shit set. Fucking ow, like Jesus Christ. Oh my god. And this is too much for Bruce Willis, so he's like, I'll just be upstairs, guys. Yeah. Um so they have this really aggressive fight. Um Meryl Meryl's shovel breaks, so she like throws it like a spear yeah. at Goldie Hawn, but it oh. goes through her stomach. Mm-hmm. She's like, Yes, no, damn, that was pointless. Um and they kinda like they they're arguing, and then they essentially have a heart to heart yeah and they make up in about two minutes I know. like less than two minutes they're like yeah it's fine this i was like wait a minute like you went to an insane asylum because of this yeah. bitch like you know you went through all this you guys literally just needed to have a conversation you were gonna kill each other literally you kind of low-key like killed yourself by taking that potion because to get back at her and now you're just like that's fine but i like how it isn't like they're not negative about it yeah i mean they're not like oh my god now we have to live in these bodies forever like they literally make up and then they're both fabulous cunts together exactly i love i did like that it was like they're fighting the whole movie but then they just make up and they're like okay we're on the same side now we're besties again yeah even though they low-key still like make comments to each other and they're still like snappy and they're still catty yeah they know they have that history but they they're they're friends nevertheless they're like okay but you're you know you're my best friend whatever it's fine because they're essentially the same the same person. Yeah. That's kind of, I think, why it works in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I just love how, after all that, they don't even, like, dwell on it. There's no. never... After this scene, they never, like, bring up the past again. No, They're never. just kind of like, cool, we're going to live forever. And we know they accept it to a point. Yeah. And I fucking think that's great. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I was like, this is nice. I like that they just, like, make up and, and then they team up in the end. <laughs> 
to fight yeah, Bruce Willis. And they're like, I envied you. I envied you. Oh my god, I only did it because, you know. Yeah. In high school, I was jealous of you. You thought I was cheap. And then it's like, you know, like, they just mm-hmm. work it out. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I don't mind. I yeah. don't mind this at all. Like, this is great. So they go upstairs. Bruce Willis is kind of, he's had enough, essentially. Yeah. This is too much for him to handle. Uh-huh. Also, I don't think he really understands the potion. So he's like, what is, yeah. why are they alive? So um, he's like, basically um, packing all up. And they're both like, Ernest, we made up. Like, oh, yeah. Helen, like, you know, oh, it's so great to be with my best friend. Oh, you're my best friend. Like, yeah. like having a great time together. And um they're like, we need you to help. Like, you know, as you can see, we don't look very good because we just had a huge fight. Can you help us? Yeah. Madeline, you can go first. Oh, Helen, no, you go first. Like, <laughs> it's really, yeah. I love that. Um, and then Bruce is just like, guys, when I'm finished with you guys, I'm done. I'm yeah. going. I'm leaving. That's it. So they kind of freak out. And they're kind of being like, mm-hmm. will he be available for touch-ups? Like- yeah, like, we like we are fucked. Like, we need, this is a 24-7 yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, we need him. Yeah. We need him to stay. And they're like, okay, we have to get him to Liesel's and we have to get him to take the potion so he yeah. can sp- live forever with us. And they know he's not going to come willingly. So they're mm-hmm. like, okay, let's drug him with some Narconol. Yeah, fuck it. What is Narconol? I'm, like, fascinated to take to, like, not take this drug, but, like, you know, <laughs> what does it do? Yeah, like. I- is it a real drug or do they make it up for the Let's movie? Let's check. I don't. I doubt it. I bet it's fake. Narconal. Oh. No. Narconal. I think oh, it's fictional. It's a tranquilizer. Okay. okay. So it's. Uh. Love that. Oh, it's al. She describes it as alcohol, alcohol-based. Mm-hmm. oh god damn it this film's great so they're like cool we'll we'll drug him so they put like you know they do the same thing mm-hmm. like they rim his, all the whiskey glasses and they're like here have some whiskey like you know because um, he's about to leave mm-hmm. that's what he thinks so he's like taking the whiskey and he's like you know ready to ready to rock and he's like kind of giving this whole speech about like why he's leaving and you know why he should be going and like you know why you know, but as he's doing, he's like basically like really dramatically like mm. swig, sw- like swinging his glass, glass around yeah. and all the drink. It's a ginormous glass of whiskey, like yeah. it's fucking huge. And um, this would knock him out. You don't need the, the drugs whiskey. Yeah, anything. the whiskey would do the, it. The whiskey like, itself will yeah. do it. So um, he's like swinging it. It all goes out, and there's like a tiny bit left yeah. of this whiskey. He's about to drink it, and he's like, "And you know what? I drink too much." So yeah, he like throws it away and they're like oh shit we can't yeah. do anything so do they hit him with a vase yeah or something I'm pretty like sure that. they do they, they, they resort to violence yeah they take him to to Liesel yeah who is uh, they just put him on this like deck chair and she's there just casually swimming naked just in this pool just fucking chilling as you would like as as is her fucking right yeah and she gets out of the pool um, puts on just this incredible like you know peacock-esque kind of ju- like jacket mm. you know huge like what are they called like back piece to the to the coat yeah i don't know it's like it's like this giant it. like thing like collar i guess that's like going around her head yeah it's exactly just... fabulous like vavoom oh, like really really elegant yeah. coat wearing nothing underneath yeah just really dramatic just and big the coat. yeah and did you notice her coke nail 
No, I didn't. That's that so funny. one fucking... She literally has, like, base the small nails and then one ginormous long one on her fucking index finger. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> Just gonna flex that coke nail for yeah. us all to see. Okay. <laughs> see. Um, and she brings out the vial and she's like, you know, you deserve this. You have to take this for mm. for yourselves and for, you know, you're such a talented person. We need you. And um, he's basically, like, he's tempted Mm-hmm. to take it but then she's like yes you'll live forever you know it's gonna be wonderful and then he's like wait a minute i don't want to live forever this isn't right like i ha- i you know i don't what if everyone around me dies everyone i love is gonna die and i'll be here alone and i'm just freaking out so he's like has a panic attack essentially so he yeah. like runs like, out that sounds horrible runs out and then she's like dick tom harry get him yeah <laughs> so um Basically, he runs into this ginormous party mm-hmm. that she is hosting mm-hmm. for all her elite members who have taken the potion. And it's funny because you see, like, all these celebrities mm-hmm. who have died young. Yeah. And, like, you know, Elvis. you're like, oh, is yeah. that where they went? Like, Elvis. Marilyn Monroe is there. James Dean is there. Yeah. Like, a bunch of people. And you're like, huh, this is interesting. Um, but I like the kind of, like, you know the concept I like that yeah. idea you know like these people died young and they just vanished because they've taken this potion yeah, and they have to, to hide like, the fact that they're yeah yeah they hide have... their u- eternal youth yeah and uh, they, they make a joke clever. about Elvis because they're like you know you have to make sure you're not seen in the public like not you know not naming names and everyone looks at Elvis he's like sorry I had to do it like <laughs> I'm the king I don't know <laughs> Elvis <time. laughs> um exactly yeah and Malvin and Helen are there as well and they notice Ernest and they're like he looks the same he hasn't taken the potion yet oh there's the vial and he's holding the vial yeah and he's like trying to get away and then like he basically like finds this like hidden passageway and then mm-hmm. he's chased by like some like Rottweilers yeah like, he's having they're, a wild like, time secure- basically a wild time all the security are chasing him f- trying to find him mm-hmm. and um uh, he goes basically up onto the roof and it's like this really dramatic like skyline like you know mm-hmm. like you see LA in the distance but like this is just like you know a very gothic looking mansion that would not be in LA and I love that yeah um kind of like kind of like the Adams family where you have like this really dilapidated mansion in the middle of nowhere like it's I just love that kind of unrealism yeah. of it it's great um so he can't find a way out and his only way out is like by climbing over the roof mm-hmm. and to another sort of another sort of balcony where he can like basically escape and exit and run away. Yeah. So he's climbing onto the roof. It's really windy. It's really gust like gustly. Gusty. Gusty. <laughs> um, gusty. gusty. No, I don't think that's a word, is it? Gust- gustly. Gusterly. <laughs> the wind. Isn't that is... a word? Is it? Gusty. Is it a word? Yes. Oh. Gusty. Characterized okay. by or blowing in gusts. Gusty winds. Okay, it's gusty. She's gusty. She's gusty. She's yeah. cutesy. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's a mammoth, so, she's a mammoth, of course. And basically, Meryl and Goldie appear. Yes. They're like, don't. They run. Like, please take the potion down. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, Ernest, like, you know, he's basically, a, and then he like slips and he's about to fall to his death, like yeah. down into the courtyard, you know, like it's a square thing. He has to, like, he's going to die essentially. And yeah. they're like freaking out. And they're like, drink it. 
Ernest, the only way you'll survive is if you drink the potion. You have to drink it. Like, trying to force them to. Because, yeah. like, they want that as well. And they're like, come on, Ernest, you can do it. You can drink it. And they're both just kind of giving these great performance, like, trying to be calm and, you know, supportive. Being like, drink it. Drink it. Yeah. Drink it. Just, just drink it. Just drink it, Ernest. Yeah. And they're like, they both kind of then... Because he's basically running out of time. He's about mm. to fall. And they're like, we need you, Ernest. And then, like, doesn't they, don't they both say, drink it, you idiot? Yeah. And he's like, sorry, girls. Not happening. Not yeah. So he just throws the vial. Doesn't he just throw it away, essentially? Yeah, yeah I think he just and drops it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And he falls to his death. Mm-hmm. But no, or he's not he? dead. He just falls through this like window in the courtyard, and the window smashes, and he basically falls into the pool. So, he, <laughs> which obviously would not kill him in real life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not a not a scar. He runs out of there like nothing is happening. Yeah, he's like, it's oh, fine. <laughs> I'm fucking grabbed. It's fine. Let's go. So he escapes. He grabs James Dean's car yeah. <laughs> and just drives off. And um, Madeline and Helen are like, oh, he must have gone to, he must have gone home. We have to go back to his place. We have to go back to his place. So um, they run back to the house. They find out he's not there. And they're like, okay, we have to do this ourselves. And like, you know, we have yeah. to like, you know, we'll live together forever. You know, you paint my ass and I'll paint yours. Like, you know, yeah. it'll be fine. And then like, um, Helen's like, who would have imagined, you know, like you and me together alone forever and they're like laughing kind of like yeah. trying to make light of the situation yeah, like, ah, knowing ah, it's shit. oh fuck oh my god we're i think it's my favorite yeah. i think this scene's hilarious it i just love their dynamic and then like ner- laughing and then nervously laughing and yeah. then being like oh shit like, oh, like, shit, oh we're literally eternally like like forever, forever. And they're they're already peeling and they've done yeah. they've just ran up some stairs they haven't fallen they just like they're literally peeling yeah so like they know how kind of essentially how fucked they are so that isn't really it's bad um then we get another fucking crap flash forward yeah 37 years later they're yeah they're at bruce willis's funeral we see he (laughs) aged he lived a night or to a ripe old age he had a family he you know and the the big family yeah and the preacher is kind of talking about how you know he lived his life to the fullest and you know he was a kind man blah 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 everyone loved him Etc. Etc. And uh, yeah. they're sort of panning over the the crowd, and you see these two women in the back, kind of just like bitching together. Oh, it's fucking fabulous. <laughs> it is. It's hilarious. And uh, they have like these veils, so you can't see their face, but you you obviously hear their voices, and you know it's Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, and um, they're just being like, "Oh yeah, give me a break," and like all this kind of. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "This is fucking boring. Uh, ugh, I want to leave. Whatever." Oh, yeah, I love when the, the the priest is like, you know, they're about to leave. Yeah. Um, well, they're laughing maniacally in the back and everyone like turns around yeah. and touches them. It's great. Um, and he's like, he mentions like, you know, oh, we all, the priest like, we all heard the stories, those old stories about the living dead in Los Angeles, wink, wink. And then like the girls are like, let's leave. So they stand yeah. up to go. And um, the priest was like, and he always, like, you know, Ernst had the answer to eternal life. And the girls stop and, like, yeah. turn around. And he's like, live life to the everyday. And every all your loved ones will remember you. And, you know, 
they will um, remember your spirit and that's the answer to eternal life yeah and then Meryl's like blah 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 and they just leave (laughs) so angrily laughing and everyone's like turning around yeah it's great it's great yeah and yeah so they're walking out and they're like heading to the car and um and walking like i think goldie hawn yeah they're like wobbling um they clearly haven't been taking care of their bodies and uh goldie hawn is like oh or no meryl streep's like where's the spray paint i had it like i think i must have like left it in the car and or I can't find it, and and Goldion's like, what? Where's the spray paint? Like, we, you know, and they start having a little argument, uh, yeah. just about the spray paint, and uh, they both kind of trip and fall down. The well, the stairs. veils first. Oh, for yeah, they reveal. lift the veils, and you see that their faces are fucked. Like they're completely <laughs> peeling. Gross. Their makeup is it's terrible. Vile. They look disgusting. Um, like. Their eyebrows are like hanging by a thread. Yeah, like, their faces <laughs> are just totally messed up. Oh yes, you're all runny. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they're they're like, ugh, like w- let's just fucking leave. And they both kind of fall down the stairs. Like they go, one of them goes over on her ankle, and I think maybe. Oh wait, is it like Meryl like, Streep? Gold, the- Goldie's, Goldie's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, Goldie whoa. Has, whoa, whoa, and like Meryl's like looking at her like. Huh, will I leave her to fall? Yeah, I know. <laughs> then, like, you'll be alone, girl. What's going on? Yeah. But then Goldie notices Meryl being like, you know, huh, yeah, maybe I'll let her fall. Just... And then, like, Goldie's like, nah, if I'm going down, you're coming with me. So grabs her and yeah. they both fall. And they, like, fucking shatter on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fucking explode. Yeah. They're but they're still alive. Over. Of course yeah. they are. You see their heads kind of rolling next to each other and they're like, ugh. You know, I guess I'll, uh, what, what they're like trying to figure out how to get back to the car. Do you remember where you parked the car? Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, great, it's like great. water off a duck's back to them at this stage. They're just like, ugh. Yeah, literally. Okay, I love I it. Exploded. I would love the reactions of the parishioners when they came out. I know. Like, <laughs> see, after these two women left, just seeing they them exploded. just like obliterated yeah. just on the floor. Like, what? They happened? shattered like China. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's the film. That's it. That's how oh it my ends. god, it really ends. quick! Yeah, oh my god, that was a fast review. Through that one, um, um, a lot of fun. Yeah, just gotta say, I love like how it's just so not on brand for you know Bruce Willis and fucking yeah. Meryl Streep. I I gotta admit, I don't. I think this is the only Goldie Hawn film I've seen. I am sorry. I know she won an Oscar in the sixties, and she was in the first Wives Club, which is apparently oh, really. Yeah. Really fun and campy, and I really want to watch that. It's on Netflix now. Like Bette Midler, Diane Keaton. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've fucking heard it's quite, you know. Elizabeth Berkley from Showgirls is in it. It's like right after yes. Showgirls. Apparently, they were all like, oh, we're so sorry about that film. Yeah, it can be in this film. <laughs> uh, come be in this film. We'll support you. Um, but yeah, Death Becomes Her. Um, fabulous film. I also, I didn't really mention, well, kind of mentioned it with Jinx Monsoon, but like, I do love how this film is completely supported and loved by the LGBT community. Like, yeah. it's just... you. It is two drag queen characters. Yeah. You know, when, like... It is that... Even the delivery and the quotes yeah. and, like, the kind of ridiculousness of it all. Mm, it is... It's, it's like that, that hyper-feminine, you know, to the extreme yeah. where it's, like, it's a campy, like, a joke of what a woman is in, like, yeah. society. Or these women, they're just, like, so obsessed with their looks and, uh, you know, 
how they're perceived and, and um, yeah, you know, they're total bitches. Uh, they just don't care about anything except themselves. Uh, For sure. And, uh, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's I love I love campy women. Yeah. I just love that. They're just like, they make films for me. Like, do you have um, a campy, any, even it could be male or female, but do you have any, like, standout campy or, like, just, like, that kind of, that kind of vibe mm. performance that sticks out in your mind? Oh, God. Um, like, I definitely do. It's just hard to think on the spot. Like, do you have one? Okay. Right now, two are popping in my mind. Okay. One is Debbie Jelinski from Adam's Family Values. Oh, you know, yeah. the nanny. Oh, Joan yeah. Cusack. That Amazing, I would compare yeah. that performance to Meryl's and Goldie's in this. Yeah. Like, it is just hyper-feminine, bad bitch, doesn't give a fuck, just wants, yeah. you know, Fester's money, will kill him for it. Mm. And I love how she's a psychopath and the family, like, the Adam's Family, who are also, you know, like, they're so, yeah. you know, satanic and crazy. They kind of... They don't, like, shut her out. They're kind of accepting to her. Yeah. Yet she is her worst enemy, and she kind of, like, basically is so in her head. But she's just so over-the-top, so dramatic, has some great one-liners, some great outfits, like... Oh, amazing. You know, these, like... The all-white. characters. Also, all-white, literally, like, the blonde hair. Um... Just her lines, too. Her delivery is fantastic. Like, pastels. Well, that was Angelica Houston. Actually, you know what? More campy characters in that film. Angelica Houston in that film. Fucking mm. amazing. Christine Ricci is great. Christine yeah. Baranski as the camp counsellor. Like, that oh. film is filled with female... Literally camp ...amazing counselor. performances. Camp... Literally camp counsellor. Yeah. Uh, also, um, of course, I have to mention our darling... Ellen Green, Audrey from The Little Shop of Horrors, even though she's not like, she's not like, you know, a villain, but she is kind of, you know, her character, that that pin, that kind of, you know, like Donna Reed, like as she says, like, you know, looks like Betty Crocker, like, you know, like that kind of 50s, 60s housewife personified with the big blonde hair. She's a different kind, it's a different kind of campy because it's like the emotions are all really over the top, but she's not like a bitchy character. She's just a really... Like, she's very, like, yeah, that, like, demure kind of, like, oh, I'm just, oh, Mr. Audrey, too. Yeah, but it's just really, like, taken to the extreme, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Exactly. But to me, campy characters don't necessarily mean villains. It just means kind of just personalities that are so... um, Taken to the far extreme. into our own because yeah. they're just, they're taken to the extreme. They're it's like, not you realistic. Know, these yeah. people who are just like you. You look at them and you just can't take your eyes off them because yeah. they're just like you know, they're using every single emotion emotion in their body and in their yeah. brains. Yeah. To a ten at all times, mm-hmm. like another example, and it's a real person would be like Little Edie from Grey Gardens, oh, like yeah. that camp goddess, like philosophical fashion queen, like mm-hmm. so over the top, and I mean super deranged too i mean i'm not gonna say that if that documentary doesn't like you know hone on some like you know uh mental you know health issues and stuff as well but like Mm. just in general her like outlook on life and her um positive positive energy the things she says like the best costume for the day you understand like you know she just knows it (laughs) so good um so those three are kind of popping in my head um for favorite campy kind of characters but also Madeline and Helen are up there too, for mm. sure. Yeah. 
those are all really good examples. Like, yeah, it's like you say, it's just fun to watch something. Like, you know, it's funny and it's entertaining to see something taken, like, so far. Uh, and yeah. see people act in ways you would never really see in real life. But it's a fine line because obviously, you know, it's you, it's not easy to do, like, a campy character and, and still have it be, like, a good, you know, you have to walk a fine balance because you could so easily go too far then and then it's, like, bad. Yeah. Uh, or Kind of like, or if you don't go that's kind of like Showgirls. Like, eh. Yeah, exactly. So where you're kind of like, what are you trying yeah. to do here? Um, you just have to commit with every part of your body, you know, you're 100% in and that's when you get like a really good campy performance but yeah if you're like half in it or going yeah or you're you're too much that's it it. you have it's full throttle that's what makes it camp even though the people who go too far it's still better than not going far enough going yes like a 99% is not as good as say 120% like that's no you're right you're right yeah like I say showgirls but also that's amazing performance because she fucking is giving me 150 when everyone else is at a five yeah exactly same that's the exact same with mommy dearest you know yeah. like faye dunaway genuinely thought she's gonna win an oscar yeah. for that film like i know have you seen mommy no dearest? i actually have it but i do want to oh see my it. god jillian i was watching clips from it a couple of nights ago after work yeah. and like i was in my room amy was asleep yeah next door, and i was I couldn't, I was like laughing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this, these scenes, this poor woman, like just, I think it, a lot of it was to do with misdirection. I think she thought mm. she should be. So like, extreme, yeah. This should be what she should be doing, but she should have been honed back slightly. Mm. And it was like, you can just see her making this decision of being like, I'm going to go fucking full yeah. force and with this. Like, and it just okay. falls, it doesn't fall flat. It just is, it, it falls it falls, yeah, but not falls flat. It just it it doesn't land on the right spot. Yeah, if that makes sense. I think it like lands yeah. in every spot. Yeah, I think with like a campy performance as well, like it's it's got to be the perfect balance of like you know obviously you're giving it a hundred, but also the tone yeah. of the movie fits the performance that you're giving. So like if yeah, like exactly. in a showgirl, say perfect example again, like. She's giving it so much, but nobody else is. Like, she's in a different movie to everyone else around her. It, and uh, exactly. so it doesn't work. But, like, when you're in a universe where every everything is heightened, like in, in Death Becomes Her, everyone is like this. Even Bruce Willis. Yeah. He's so campy yeah. and he's, like, he's always freaking out. He's just For such a sure. pathetic guy. It's, like, so extreme. Um, But, like... Yeah, if nobody else was like that and and you're the only one who's doing this, it's just like what are yes. you doing? Like you're you're doing more than anyone else <laughs> for no reason. Not but we're not saying that Elizabeth no. Berkeley and and fucking Faye Dunaway weren't doing the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> they were giving us they were yeah. giving us something. But also I really want to watch um oh another film that keeps being recommended to me. Clue, Clue, that's it. Oh, like yeah. the ga- the film Clue, that's basically the game Cluedo, yes. but it came out in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But it's just Tim Curry, like, isn't it? Like, it's mm-hmm. meant to be just complete camp. Yeah. And I really want to watch it because it looks fab. Yeah. And another film that kind of gives me Mommy Dearest vibe, not Mommy, Dearest, that kind of gives me Death Becomes Her vibes, mm-hmm. but in a more subdued way because it is kind of more serious. Mm. Like, it's not as overtly like funny and you know mm. like in, intentional would be whatever happened to baby jane oh yeah 
I mean, we have Betty Davis and Joan Crawford in that, which is, you know, mm-hmm. already you're in for a treat. Yeah. But the the tone isn't camp. Yeah, but they're giving, it sort of ends up that but way. It ends up that way. I would, don't even know if their performances are particularly campy, mm. but I think, I actually think the story is kind of campy and ridiculous and they're trying to make it quite serious kind of giving it like a psycho kind of vibe Mm -hmm. but because the story is kind of out there and ridiculous and heightened yeah it makes it camp if that makes sense um but still betty and joan are also kind of kind of kooky and crazy in that film so it kind of adds to it but Mm -hmm. it's not like full throttle but it's still you know i wouldn't compare i wouldn't call that particularly like a super campy film but it's definitely in the camp spectrum and right and like you yeah. know area if the that camp makes sense cinematic universe yeah exactly exactly but yeah there's this like i just love campy films it's just a lot of fun yeah. to it's fun no more serious movies i'm over it let's have uh, yeah more i would movies. much rather watch death becomes her than dune sorry about it guys i'm just putting that out there <laughs> yeah it's it's very like uh you know they're fun it's fun to watch a movie and just like kick back and yeah. just enjoy some fucking campy shit. And I feel like we don't get so many campy movies anymore. So let's get some we more don't. camp. Exactly. Back in our movies. So I think we will leave it there because Jillian's yeah. uh, mic, she's dead. My mic died. I put batteries back in, but I'm not entirely sure where it cut <laughs> off in our conversation. So we'll keep as much of that in as possible. I'm sorry if this is a little uh, If not, jarring. I'll just keep me in being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but thank you guys so much for uh listening. We're sorry that the podcast episodes have slowed down, but we're, we're busy. We, we out sorry. here live in our lives, our busy ass lives. So we still like to do this when we get the chance, but yes. You know. We hope you enjoyed listening. Yes. And that you're excited to go and live your camp life. I I, I challenge our listeners to Go and do something extreme today. Just have an intense reaction to something. I don't know. I agree. Definitely do something. Go to a store and just make a scene yeah. about milk. Make a or scene. Something. Yeah, like if if someone like cuts in front of you in the bus stop, kind of yeah. just like I don't know, freak out. Yeah. In a really dramatic way. I or don't no, kill well them, maybe not then. But no. just you know, say something or a bit. You say know, challenge something mildly. Maybe sass him out. I don't know. Yeah. See what happens. Channel your inner <laughs> Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Don't kill them, but um, just, you know. No. Don't, no crimes. No crimes. Maybe, just yeah. Just camp fantasy. Um, yeah, just be extra. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, just live your extra life. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Uh, and we'll do, do the not, same. The, we don't condone any crimes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you guys for uh, listening. We are on Instagram, Real Detectives. Just give us a follow. Same on Facebook. Give us a like. And on Spotify Mm -hmm. and Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow there. And we will see you next time. Well, I think we're reviewing Thunderbirds next, which is going to be great. Oh, are we? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) I can't wait for that. With a very special guest. So we will see you guys then. Cool. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, Bye. Bye.